This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. You're listening to Pressing Matters, the show where we go behind the headlines and explore issues driving the press. I'm Shazana Mukhtar. Over the past two weeks, the issue of Malaysia's 5G deployment has been debated extensively in the media, with different stakeholders offering their input on the issue. Now, this flurry of discussion was initially sparked by Member of Parliament for Bangi, YB Ong Kian Ming, who on 7th of February penned an open letter to Digital National Burhad, the state-owned special-purpose vehicle tasked with implementing the 5G rollout. Now, DNB CEO Ralph Marshall gave a 20-page response a few days later, which led to further questions by Ong Kian Ming for more sides of the story. So the Bangi MP joins me on the show today to discuss the different threads of the 5G picture in Malaysia. Kian Ming, good morning. Thanks very much for being here. Yes, we can hear you for now. Now, Kian Ming, I love a good correspondence, but I do wonder why this important policy debate is playing out the way it is on the pages of our news media. So why was an open letter your method of communicating these questions as opposed to other channels available to you as an MP? Uh, um, I think on the 5G issue, which is very complicated, uh, I needed to convince myself of three things. Uh, firstly, I needed to make sure that I understood the current problems and challenges associated uh, with 4G rollout in this country uh, and uh, you know the, the reasons which led to the proposal of the single wholesale network under Pakata Harapan and how this model was slightly amended uh, under this uh, Brigata National Government. That's the first thing. Mm. The second thing was that I really wanted to understand the implications of switching uh, from a single wholesale network to a dual wholesale network, which is what some of the private telcos are proposing now. Not all of them, but the four main ones, uh, Cellcom, DG, Maxis, U-Mobile or CDMU. And then the third thing uh, that I really wanted to make sure was that whatever I thought of and, and said, uh, especially in public, uh, could take place uh, within the context of a transparent and public debate, mm. uh, which is why I penned the number of open letters, uh, not just to DNB, but also to the telco players. And most recently, uh, to the chairman of MCMC as well. So I hope that sets the context for why I think this is uh, the right approach to take uh, so that the different uh, people who are interested in these uh, issues, the media, the public, uh, can see the responses of the different parties involved and uh, evaluate for themselves the answers that have been given. Were you generally expecting to hear responses, uh, Kian Ming? I mean, we did hear from uh, Ralph Marshall, the CEO of DNB. Um, was this something that uh, you knew would be, you expected him to be forthcoming? Or um, was this more of a rhetorical kind of discussion where you wanted to trigger public discussion? Uh, I, I think that for DNB, uh, they have been quite open in terms of engaging with members of parliament uh, from both sides of the aisle. Uh, so uh, MPs, uh, backbenchers have been briefed uh, at least twice, uh, once via Zoom, once uh, in parliament itself uh, mm-hmm. by DNB, uh, led by Ralph Marshall. Uh, so I think uh, there, there was an expectation that this kind of uh, dialogue can continue, especially since you know, I took quite a lot of effort in uh, penning the 15, <laughs> uh, 15 questions, and I was uh, very glad that uh, uh, the CEO of DNB responded with a 21-page uh, response, which I think is uh, quite unprecedented, uh, you know, coming from a government uh, agency or 100% government-owned entity. Uh, and that is why I think once the bar has been set uh, by DNB, uh, I think it's also important for the telco players to respond similarly and hopefully for the MCMC chairman to respond similarly as well because of the important 
uh, nature of the issues that we're discussing. Okay. The 5G so at least where DNB is concerned, they have always had an open and transparent engagement with MPs at the very least, based on your experience. Can we take a step back and I guess just reflect on how we came to this position? I mean, the government announced the creation of Digital National Burhad and the intention to deploy the 5G network through this single wholesale network back in February 2021. Now, you were no longer in government at that time, but to the best of your knowledge, how was this decision made? And what kind of consultations were carried out to come to this particular junction? I mean, they decided on this single wholesale network back then. Um, how did that come about? Uh, after speaking to some of my uh, you know, uh, uh, colleagues that were, were formerly in government, uh, you know, including some of the advisors to, to the Minister of uh, Communications previously, uh, it was quite clear uh, that the single wholesale network that was proposed under Pakatan Harapan that was supposed to be consortium-led uh, was supposed to address some of the challenges associated with the 4G rollout, right? So 4G rollout, you know, uh, the industry is saying that they're covering over 90% of the, the country, uh, you know, but if you ask anyone even in the Klang Valley, uh, do they have good 4G coverage in high-rise buildings, in some of the more uh, marginal communities, you know, they may have one or two bars of 4G and the industry may consider that to be uh, full 4G uh, coverage, right? So I, I think uh, you know uh, the model of the single wholesale network was meant to address these kinds of uh, issues, so that five G rollout will not um, will not have the same kind of challenges and problems that four G rollout had and still uh, are facing, right? So I think the move, as far as I I understand, from uh, consortium led that uh, consortium led model uh, under single wholesale network to a hundred percent MOF owned entity uh, was according to Minister of Finance, the Kuzapo, which he answered in Parliament. Uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, dilly dallying on the part of the, in the industry players. To me, that's not surprising, because the industry players wants to quote unquote sweat their assets for 4G, right? So they, they if let's say it were, if uh, D, if DNB was a consortium led uh, you know entity, then definitely the consortium would want to take their own sweet time in terms of 4G, 5G rollout. Right. Uh, this is why I think uh, the uh, rationale, and this was explained also by Ralph Marshall, CEO of BNB, uh, to move from consortium-led to 100% MOF entity. And I think uh, you know the the results uh, are continuously being reported, and we need to monitor the progress of BNB uh, insofar as 5G rollout is concerned, because it has already started. That's right. It has started. There have been sites as of uh, mid-December uh, that where 5G is available. Um, let's capture some of the questions that you asked uh, Ralph Marshall uh, Kianming. You started out with 15 questions. Um, for those who may have missed that letter or maybe not read through all 15 points, <laughs> what were the main concerns with the single wholesale network model that you wanted more clarity on? Yeah, so I, I think the most important point uh, with regards to the single wholesale network that's 100% owned by government is the fact that this, such a model has not been tried out in any other country around the world. Right. So, you know, if Malaysia is to be the first country to do this, then definitely we want to make sure that we at least have the underlying structure uh, correct. Right. So uh, the one of the concerns that I had was, uh, you know, uh, Mexico, for example, Mexico had a similar, uh, you know, supposedly had a similar kind of single wholesale network. Uh, and I wanted Ralph Marshall to uh, clarify on this particular comparison. Uh, and through his uh, reply and also through my own research, reading articles from The Economist and The Financial Times, uh, I quickly realized that the comparison with Mexico is not apt uh, because basically it was not 5G, it was more like 4 or 4G or 4.5G uh, rollout. 
Uh, and the Mexico company in question was actually competing against uh, existing players in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Whereas the DNB model, uh, which I, you know, I've also done my own research on, uh, does not compete with the uh, mobile network operators. In fact, it complements them. And uh, you know, the MNOs are actually the customers uh, of uh, DNB, right? So I, I think uh, that that was one of the things that I wanted to get out there mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that uh, there was clarity on this particular issue. And uh, of course, uh, then you know the other important thing that I wanted to highlight was uh, ask was what were the financial implications with regards to changing uh, from a single wholesale network to a dual wholesale network, uh, which is what the telcos are proposing because there may be fines that have to be paid by DNB. Uh, DNB itself may not be financially sustainable under a DWN uh, dual wholesale network model. Uh, and I'll be glad to share my views on this uh, later on. So I think uh, there was a lot of uh, very, very important points being discussed. But I was very disappointed when I issued a 10 question follow up uh, you know, to the telcos. Uh, the response was basically 20 lines saying that they have submitted their plans for dual wholesale network to the government and to MCMC. Uh, and uh, you know, they are not willing to take. Uh, you know, engage uh, publicly on the issues that are raised. So I think for that, definitely the public should take cognizance of this and understand what are the uh, underlying factors that are driving the telco's response. You know, and I, I would say that it's mainly their own profitability that they are they are taking care of rather than uh, you know the the welfare of the people through five uh, G rollout. Okay, so you're making that, uh, you're staking that claim at the moment. But just to come back on the single wholesale network, which uh, as we meant, as you mentioned, is not really akin to Mexico, but but at, at the same time, is there any other country that we can compare this? It's still an unproven model, no? We would still be one of the first countries to actually roll a single wholesale network uh, in this way. Yes, you're absolutely right. So if let's say we hadn't decided on this single wholesale network model and we, were, we decided to go with the same model of 4G rollout, basically let the mobile network operators, let the telcos uh, take charge, uh, then I think the risk will be lower. Definitely the risk will be lower. But... Uh, the upside would also be limited in the sense that, like what I said just now, I firmly believe that the telcos, based on their 4G rollout record, will want to take their own sweet time in terms of 5G rollout, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, DNB is more risky, but at the same time, there's also a lot of upside in terms of rolling out 5G faster and also importantly to the underserved and the rural areas. Because DNB is not, uh, is not adopting a demand-led model, which is what the telcos are doing now with regards to 4G. Telcos would say, look, there's no demand for 5G uh, in the rural area, so I'm not going to roll it out uh, immediately to those places. Whereas DNB can take the option of saying, look, I'm going to roll out in the urban areas, but because I'm not driven by this supplies, uh, this demand-side uh, constraint, I'm going to roll out to the uh, rural areas as well. And then, most importantly, the telcos will have to subscribe to uh, DNB's 5G's, uh, 5G uh, radio access network in all the places where 5G is rolled up, regardless of whether it's rural or, or, or urban. So this is one very attractive uh, you know, uh, point, uh, from, especially for a policymaker that wants to narrow the digital divide. I'm speaking to Webby Onkian, main member of Parliament for Bangi, on questions raised over Malaysia's 5G rollout. We'll discuss the proposal for a dual wholesale network and what this could mean for Malaysian 5G after the break. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. Thanks for staying tuned to Pressing Matters on the Morning Run. I'm Shazana and I'm discussing Malaysia's 5G rollout with YB Ongkian Ming, Member of Parliament for Bangi, who sparked debate on this issue in a series of open letters to various stakeholders. So, Kian Ming, earlier we were discussing the benefits of a single wholesale network. I want to talk about this proposal for a dual wholesale network that has come out uh, recently. When did you first hear about this proposal um, of a dual wholesale network with an alternative consortium of private 
players set up alongside DNB? Uh, I think I first heard of this when the uh, Minister for Telecommunications indicated that the government may do a U-turn on the single wholesale network model. Uh, And this was confirmed uh, when in the letter that was uh, published by by CDMU, the four major telcos, uh, to my 10 questions, uh, they said that, yes, they've submitted a proposal to uh, you know, the government for a dual wholesale network model. I think what uh, everyone, uh, what your listeners need, needs to realize right, is that on the perspective of the telcos, uh, you know, they are there to maximize their uh, profits and also returns to shareholders. So you know, if I were them, uh, and I don't blame them for this you know, from a profit uh, maximization standpoint, they would say this, look, uh, why don't you make a, give a dual wholesale network model uh, whereby DNB will take care of 5G rollout to the rural areas? Uh, you know, we, because that's, that's what the government is supposed to do. They're supposed to uh, subsidize uh, 5G rollout in unprofitable areas, whereas we will take care of the urban areas, uh, which are more profitable, uh, because that's what a private entity should focus on. Right? But uh, what they probably uh, have not said, and they've not been transparent in terms of what kind of dual wholesale network model they want. Once this model is proposed, uh, you know, uh, what I, I'm not sure whether you can imagine or not. If let's say the rural network is only taken care of by DNB, uh, then the revenue that accrues uh, to DNB uh, from telco usage, including from the telco networks, will be very low. And the model suddenly becomes unsustainable. DNB will uh, have to be subsidized to the tune of billions, billions uh, from uh, the government. And uh, DNB may just collapse as an entity, uh, as a financially sustainable entity. And then we will be left with a single wholesale network model whereby the, the, only the telcos are the ones that uh, you know, own uh, this uh, consortium uh, that are controlling the 5G uh, infrastructure. Right? So uh, you know, this is actually a very uh, fine point, which many people are not aware of, that the dual wholesale network, uh, you know, as, I current, as I explained just now, may lead to the... Uh, situation actually becoming a single wholesale network, which uh, you know is even worse than the case uh, that we have now, because at least uh, DNB has the mandate to roll out five G to both rural as well as urban areas. Right? I, I, hope, I hope you get where I'm coming from. I, I believe so, and this was something that was made by DNB in their response to you, in that if a dual wholesale network of another, if another consortium were allowed to set up another wholesale network, this is why DNB would collapse. I don't think he uh, really explained in his letter what, how so, but I think you've pointed out the steps in which uh, DNB may not be sustainable if they're only expected to service the rural areas, which will have less take-up, essentially. Is that correct? Exactly, yes. And I also want to emphasize that MCMC itself, uh, you know, when the government announced the DNB model, 100% owned by, uh, you know, MOS, uh, in March 2021, it actually welcomed this decision. And it said that, look, for 5G rollout, the uh, DNB can focus on the infra side, and then the telcos can actually focus on the 4G rollout, uh, and also on uh, increasing its uh, provision of services, especially enterprise services. And this is very important, uh, because... 5G may not necessarily be used up uh, you know, by the consumer, uh, individual consumers, but many enterprises uh, would find uh, interesting uses for this, such as smart manufacturing, telemedicine, uh, smart cities, and the list goes on and on. Right? And uh, this is why I think it's important for me to emphasize it's, uh, it really creates a lot of multi- economic multipliers. If, let's say, 5G can be rolled up fast, and including to the semi-urban areas in cities such as uh, Batu Paha, Kloang in Johor, you know, these secondary cities that have seen a lot of uh, hollowing out of manufacturing. If let's say you could revive these places with 5G 
roll out with smart cities in these areas, with smart manufacturing in these areas, it can really uh, you know, be a very good uh, you know, uh, instigator to revising these uh, small and secondary cities across uh, all of Malaysia. So, Ken Ming, at this point, you sound quite convinced that the single wholesale network is the way to go. At the same time, though, um, you, in your letter, you, as, as mentioned, you have written to the telco companies for their take. They didn't respond extensively, but the GSMA, which is the Global Mobile Industry Association, they did respond to some of your questions. And what do you make of the arguments that they put forth regarding their concerns about the single wholesale network? I think transparency was one of the key issues that they raised, how the this decision was uh, come about. Uh, do their arguments hold merit? Uh, I think it's good that GSMA responded. This GSMA Asia Pacific, uh, but I think uh, some of the answers were also disingenuous. Uh, for example, they compared the DNB model to the Mexico model again, which I think uh, is not uh, accurate. And some of the com- some of the arguments that they asserted uh, is actually uh, factually incorrect because they they said that uh, DNB would be competing against. Uh, against the MNOs, uh, whereas in actual fact, the mobile network operators will be DNB's main customers. Uh, they also said that uh, you know, competition between uh, you know, the, the telcos and DNB in terms of 5G rollout uh, may actually lower the cost of 5G uh, deployment, which again, I think is uh, not quite right uh, because like I said, uh, you know, if let's say it was a dual wholesale network model whereby the, uh, you know, the telco operators focus on the urban areas, uh, DNB focus on the rural areas, uh, it will be slow. Uh, the the, uh, the telco players will want to roll it out in their own sweet time. They can't even agree among themselves because, you know, let, let's not forget, there are not just four telco players in Malaysia, CDMU, but also uh, YES as well as TN. And YES have come out uh, to disagree with the, with the dual wholesale uh, network model. So, you know, there's also a disagreement among the telco players, uh, which I, I think uh, should uh, let the public know that you know, we really need to understand the motivations, uh, the financial motivations behind uh, the statements made by GSMA, which I think uh, you know, their main sort of like a stakeholder would be the bigger telco players, not just in Malaysia, but around the world. Uh, maybe, Zana, I, I make one final point. Uh, you know, a lot of people will be saying that, look, uh, you know, why not delay 5G rollout? Why not focus on 4G rollout first? And I think that's an important point uh, for, for me to, to clarify. Uh, I'll just give a very simple example. In areas where 4G connection is faulty, including in the in the urban areas, you know, imagine a situation whereby 5G has been deployed, right? And then you have 5G uh, mobile handsets, and then in the same high 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 uh, in the same let's say low cost uh, uh, low cost flats, you know, somebody uh, who wants to test out 5G goes there and say, hey, the 5G connection is great. The download speeds are you know uh, you know 25 uh, or 50 uh, megabytes per second. And then at the same time, you bring a 4G handset to these low-cost flats in an urban area, and then you find out that the 4G coverage here is actually quite crap. Very low download speeds, one or two bars. Then people will be able to compare, including the regulators, you know, what is the progress of 4G versus 5G, right? And if let's say 5G is better than 4G, then you will know already it is the telco players that are not doing their job in terms of rolling out, uh, you know, in terms of rolling out 4G properly. If let's say 5G connection is not good, then we can go to the NP and say, you know, you promised us X, Y, and Z. Why are you not giving us this uh, kind of coverage in the areas that you said you will roll out to? And it's much easier for policymakers like myself to go to DNB because it's a 100% MOF entity to say that you have to deliver uh, these things to us. Whereas if, let's say, I were to ask the telco players, they would give me the response that they give. Uh, we, you, please refer to MCMC because that's, that's our regulator. 
right? And then when we go back to MCMC, uh, there'll be a lot of ding dong, ding dong. And, you know, uh, the level of transparency that even MCMC has shown, I think is far less than DNB in terms of, uh, you know, being accountable to customers and accountable to the public. All right, Ken Ming, we are running out of time, so we'll have to end this conversation here. But thanks very much for your insights and your perspectives on this issue. I think uh, there'll still be a lot of debate going on and we'll be following it as it unfolds. I've been speaking to YB Ong Kian Ming, MP for Bangi, for his views on the 5G rollout in Malaysia. This has been Pressing Matters on the Morning Run. Coming up next is the 10 a.m. News Bulletin, and then it's over to Enterprise. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.